pretty sure I'm not the only one who saw spring break coming and a winter storm at the same time and thought these two things don't belong together. <laughs> one of these things is not like the other. I'm not sure what to make of it. It was 70 yesterday, and now it's 13. I, I don't know what to make of our world. Yeah, I don't know what to make of it either because uh, I was definitely jamming out to some music with my windows down yesterday Me on my too. way home. Ugh, it's the worst. I, I love snow, but it's such whiplash. It's such whiplash. <laughs> it absolutely is. And this is most snow we've ever gotten. This this is snow that actually showed up even after Aaron was certain oh, it's yeah. not coming. It's not coming. I'm like, I don't know, Aaron. Every single weather person said it's coming. Like, And they were saying, like, oh, it's going to be like like between three and ten inches. Like, the the most pessimistic was three inches. The most uh, optimistic was like ten inches. And I I don't know about the rest of everyone, but we definitely got at least five to six inches. It's really thick. I'm excited to go out and walk in it. But yeah. before we do that, Aaron, it's time to record an episode because we've been really bad about doing that recently. And it's Wait, only we, we have got, a podcast. I know, and it's only till we got on vacation that we finally had time to do something about it. And we had been thinking for a while, what would be a great way to return to the podcast? What exciting thing could we bring to it? Uh, Aaron came up with, like, I think the best idea. Now that we've done 100 episodes and you truly trust us and know us, <laughs> it's time to do a bracket. It's time to count it's down time. something. It's and time. It had to be Disney movies. Um, yeah. And it had to be Aaron. And it had to be Liz. And, and it had, had to, to be married, married to, to the, the idea. idea. You want to do the plug party real quick? Yes. You can find us on Facebook at Married to the Idea. Patreon, Married to the Idea. Website, marriedtotheidea.weebly.com. Drop us a line there. Email, marriedtotheideareviews at gmail.com. All those things and more. That's All those things and more. Please reach out to us and let us know, especially with this one. Be following us on Facebook at Married to the Idea to take a look at the bracket and weigh in with your thoughts, because I'm sure we're going to anger quite a lot of you as we move forward. But let's get into it. Now, Aaron, have we thought of a name for what we're doing here today? Uh, Disney Madness. Disney Madness, movie mad, Disney movie madness. Uh, I kind of like Disney movie madness. Disney movie madness. Welcome. Disney animated movies. Damn madness. Damn. Madness. Welcome to damn madness. Courtesy of Married to the Idea, your hosts Aaron and Liz are ready to dive into all sorts of Disney and Pixar movies to see what comes out on top in our animated movie bracket. Now. There are some rules. Definitely. I also love the fact that, like, when we do our other show, like, I see Bleed Over from Married to the Idea, and this is the first time I'm seeing Bleed Over from that show. I know, because we have, like, a, a purpose and a function and a thing to do. So different than our normal, let's just talk for an hour and see what happens. But we have things to get done today. We are going <laughs> to take you through. We have put together how many contenders, Aaron? 64 contenders? 64, yeah. 64 contenders in our mad bracket now we do have some rules on this uh first rule uh about the 64 movies that we picked because i'm sure you guys will realize there were a lot more than 64 animated disney and pixar movies oh, absolutely. of course there are S silly you of course there are but of course we have our own rules uh and if you don't like the rules of course uh, of course of course uh, of course of course and if you don't like them well tough there are rules and they're the only ones who matter in this but we are gonna have the bracket put up on the facebook page for you guys to fill out your bracket as well and see where you land on all of these issues but yeah there's definitely gonna be movies that you're you might be listening to like well wait i've never heard about blah 
that's because a, either A, we didn't care for it, B, no one cared for it, well, that's or why C, we st- or we we've never or C, we've never seen it. Well, that's why we said the rules. Da rules. Da so, rules. First rule: nostalgia. Does this movie tug at our nostalgia heartstrings? Does it bring fond emotional memories? Are we linked to this film for better or for worse? First, nostalgia. Second rule: quality. Must be a quality Disney product. And we are the judges of what quality is on our <laughs> podcast, so we get to decide. <laughs> Sometimes for better or for worse. Uh, third, rewatchability. This has to be a movie that isn't just Schindler's List quality good, but you'll never watch it again. Does Disney have a Schindler's List equivalent? Can we think of one? Uh, yeah, there's a couple that are like that dark. Yeah, then there are a couple movies that we didn't even bother throwing on here that you will be like, this is my favorite one. But is it rewatchable? And, and, and for you, dear listener, it might be re- rewatchable, and we are definitely not yucking on anybody's yum in this in- instance or this situation. That's why we're giving you the empty bracket to fill out. This is just our bracket. And finally, number four, the least bad slash problematic. Because let's face it, Disney in more recent years has come under fire for quite a few things that they did back in the day so like jasmine is voiced by a white woman the crows and dumbo we have a few things that must be unfortunately taken into account and that's because we're just woke bays and again you don't have to do that (laughs) uh but we have our four qualifiers we have 64 movies to go through and we're gonna go through step by step match by match and we'll tell you when we get to the 32 the 16 the eight, the four, and then the final two. Uh, yes. In the uh, one caveat to everything, um, each quote-unquote round. So in the sixty-four to the thirty-two, the thirty-two to the eight, so or to the sixteen, so on and so forth. Uh, we are allowed one veto each. So, um, are do you have a blank? one ready to i do have a blank one right so that way we can like write because i've got my winners you've got your winners and so we can kind of go basically go through and say what one like do we both agree on or what's going to be the one like we're we're, we're not going to go com- through a full discussion on each single one because we would have For literally forever, six, we would six episodes of this we'd have 64 episodes of this pretty much yeah uh but yes uh aaron is correct one veto per round for each of us to just say nope i say no to that film it's this one instead and we have to use those very sparingly yes one each per round all right so for our 64 movies we put them into a random number Random, randomizer randomizer yeah. uh and slid them in uh i am not happy about some of these matchups there are some all. there are some very hard matchups which like honestly have caused some movies to get knocked out very early on and then there are some very intriguing matchups and i think honestly the more intriguing it was the harder it was for me to decide i actually have little stars and asterisks next to movies that like or next to choices i'm like this is incredibly difficult i've got blanks i've got blanks in this and i don't even know oh oh yeah we're gonna go crazy here okay so uh, all right shall we get right into it yes Uh, so we're gonna start at the top left of our of the bracket so if you're following along at home it is gonna start with atlantis the lost empire versus chicken little i think this one's gonna be pretty easy for both of us it is i now we the reason why chicken little is here is because aaron used to love chicken little oh my god the humor still gets me at times because it is fairly fast-paced uh but uh, as watching other criticisms of it and re-watching it at least once myself it is fairly mean-spirited it's it it's a weirdly 
optimistically pessimistic movie. Yeah, there is something to be said about just the meanness of this protagonist's father just thinking his son is a big screw up and then selling him out to every other person in town because of that. It's it's sad. It's so and, sad. Uh, Gary Marshall does a really good job of masking the one of the worst movie fathers i've ever seen oh yeah absolutely because this man throws his son under the bus consistently consistently uh putting up against atlantis the lost empire it was kind of an easy choice it really is but honestly even if it was going up against a stronger contender i still think atlantis the lost empire would win i think that it is executed well i think it's a really cool action story i think that disney kind of gets shit on for trying cool adventure sci-fi stuff as we will see in later yeah. movies i think it's really cool and clever and all the characters are well defined you know them instantly you remember them the design is cool and interesting for the most part there are some issues with this movie but they are fewer and further between than than its competitor here so i i'm, I'm pretty much no contest atlantis wins for me that's what i had too so yeah. our first matchup atlantis lost empire moves on to the second round the next one, Zootopia versus Wreck-It Ralph. This one was tough, but ultimately I knew which one I wanted. Like, it wasn't even a coin flip. It was, I knew which one was going to advance It for was, me. for me, tough as well, but thinking about the four criteria, it's really obvious to me which one wins. Wreck-It Ralph. Oh my god, I have Zootopia. No! No! Okay. Oh boy. Okay. Let me gonna, let me talk. You're gonna bust my mic in these poor listeners' ears. Okay, let me let me talk it out. Zootopia is a very very good movie. It's a important movie. I put quotations around that because it has things to say. More quotation marks. It's it's important and good. I love Judy and Nick's relationship. I love all of the uh, interesting character designs that they play around with. But for me, when I think about Wreck It Ralph. And, like, how hard it hits me in the feels every time I watch it. Like, I cry at the end of Wreck-It Ralph. And there's something, it doesn't even purport to be an important film. But it is really cool to see just because I'm a bad guy does not mean I'm a bad guy. Like, despite what you've been born into and your circumstances and your station, that doesn't dictate who you are and what you do with your life. There's something so positive about that. And it's cool for it not to be romantic interest, for it to be more of a, a father, daughter, or an uncle, niece sort of vibe, which or I even really friend, platonic friend, exactly. platonic friend, yeah. I, I think it's so good. I love rewatching it. I think that it's incredibly interesting for Disney to take on a video game world. And I wish they'd done something different with Wreck It Ralph 2. And that movie is not on this list, so we don't have to worry about yes, it. it. Is. Oh, do we? Yeah. Oh, well, it's going to lose, whatever it is. Uh, anyway, I really think that Wreck It Ralph needs to win this one. I disagree. Uh, they have similar messages of like getting, you know, you're not who you are born or your station that you're born into. Uh, you dealing with prejudices and stuff like that. I mean, both movies have similar kind of overarching themes or moralities uh however when i looked at the two movies and i really i thought about it which some of these i just like i kind of knew and instantly like the the previous matchup with atlantis um this one i i did have to think about a little bit because i did like wreck it ralph uh you know the first few times i watched it i still really like it i think john c Riley honestly should have gotten more consideration for his voice acting work than he did um or even really has this man can be a giant buffoon but he has some really good acting chops um but when i look at the two movies and how they've impacted me as a person 
Wreck-It Ralph definitely impacted me, but it was almost like it it caused the first like dent where Zootopia broke through. Zootopia still stands out to me as an incredible movie. Honestly, in my mind, it is one of the best Disney movies ever. Oh my god, do I do I use it now? Is, you, I mean, we're, is we're now in, where I use we're it. In, we're in four, We've just and I can promise you, four. I can promise you, there is at least one more matchup that you are not gonna like the uh, the results that I had to do. I know I have to save it. I really like Wreck It Ralph, though, but I need to save my veto. I, you're yeah, you'll have to. Oh, okay. It, you know what? Zootopia is a good movie. There are faults with it. I, I think overall. Wreck-It Ralph is a more coherent and cohesive story for, for all its elements, but I think that the good parts of Zootopia shine brighter for me to throw away the bad parts of it. I, and, and definitely Wreck-It Ralph has better story elements or the story points are a little better, but I have to disagree that that Zootopia is quote-unquote worse in this instance. There are certain parts that Zootopia, it's almost like three-fourths of it or even four-fifths, is just really strong, but that last fifth is just kind of glaringly bad. Whereas with Wreck-It Ralph, to me, it's three-fourths, but that one f- one quarter is kind of glaringly bad. I don't see, and I don't honestly, see a bad it's part kind of more in the Ralph. It's more in the middle. Hmm. Yeah. it's There are really, really good moments with it, and then there are, honestly, there's really tough moments to kind of sit through and rewatchability. And that's another thing, rewatchability. I, yeah. Zootopia, I can, Zootopia, I can watch you know, almost any time. Wreck It Ralph, I may I'm gonna try to find something else. All right. I begrudgingly I begrudgingly allow Zootopia to move on to our next round. Aaron, what's our next matchup? Uh it is Sword in the Stone and Big Hero Six. I <laughs> I don't know which way this is gonna go. I actually yeah. Um, I, I think if we do ahead. get to another point like this where we don't where we literally are like we're butting heads, I see if we flip a coin. Because at this point, we just got to roll with it. I, I think one of us will just have to give up the ghost. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's going to be um, really hard because I don't want to give up. Okay. Um, uh, how about this? Especially with this last one, this these next few, probably not as much. I think so. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, I had to go with Sword in the Stone on this one. Man, you and I are, st- this is going to be tougher than I thought. Yeah. Um, okay. We're all like into third matchup I know, and I'm already like, ooh. It, it's not going to get any easier from here. Um, no, okay. no. Promise, so, promise you folks. So I liked Big Hero 6, um, but the problems with it have become really glaringly obvious. Uh, Tadashi and Hero and Baymax are in- untouchable. They're perfect and great, and the movie is amazing for it. I love all of that. Makes me cry, makes me weep. So very good. However, the villain is just a big fat mess all the way through from beginning to end. And it's really hard. I think there are a lot of movies that suffered from this problem from Disney in the 2010s where they just couldn't make a villain work. They kept trying to insert them in. Um, That being said, there's just so much good in Sword in the Stone that I think of so much of Mad Madam Mim and Archimedes and uh, packing up all of the washing and Merlin. Who is like a proto genie? If we're being completely honest with ourselves, I can see him being a like a, if genie is like maybe genie five I can see Merlin being like point five or even a one. Uh, I I can see that, but what uh, you're gonna realize with me, if it's an older movie versus a newer movie, unless that m- older movie has some real strong nostalgic value for me, it's gonna be the newer movie almost. M- almost nine times out of ten because 
other impact with me the nostalgia of it like because i'm even nostalgic for Encanto, and it came out this freaking year <laughs> so there's there's a lot of issues with that and i do like sword of the stone overall i think the pacing is weak but it's, it's also it's, from it's not even i think that's the problem with it is that it's an episodic story yeah the it things is not a build on top of it story. but yeah it's it's a totally different vibe of movie than most traditional three x structure movies that we have nowadays Here's here's the thing. I, I do like Big Hero Six slightly more because the visuals were amazing, and I did like the relationship that grew between Hero and um, Baymax. Um, I do like a lot of the supporting characters, with unfortunately now the exception of Fred. I still like Fred as a character, but there's some very po- yeah. problematic stuff with it. Whereas with Sword in the Stone, there's nothing problematic with it, but that also shows that they didn't take as many risks except one giant scene um with the uh the magic fight yeah uh yeah that, that honestly like i will ab- actually this will be the first instance where i will concede because of that one scene oh it's i'm so glad it's so inventive and clever and i think it's better than any of the fight scenes in big hero six to be honest somewhat i think there's some really inventiveness invented <sighs> creativeness with how they use like the little microbots and and how they use their powers especially at the end or powers of their their abilities essentially but i will concede this one. Oh, i'm so happy thank you you know it's not gonna get any farther than this but i really appreciate yeah, that oldie it, made it onto the list there's another reason behind that but we'll we'll stick with that as is so okay i think this next one is a little intriguing but i think it's more so because it, this is like if a 16th, uh, uh, number 16 versus off, like a number 10, it's like, unless you are really rooting for these Cinderella stories, it's just, they're just not going to win. And truth be told, like, I'm, I'm even the one that kind of was like, Hey, uh, the next matchup is Frank and Weenie versus Ralph breaks the internet. And I was like the one kind of not necessarily fighting like, Oh, we should definitely put this on because it is, it, it was one of the f- few stop motion pictures that, disney produced specifically and that we double isn't checked it to make sure that it was qualifying uh, yeah i don't know why you had to double check i knew for i knew I for d- a fact i wouldn't have guessed it honestly even now i still don't believe it and uh for those of you maybe looking through and saying because this is one of the few stop motion if not the only one um and this is because nightmare before christmas was released by touchstone which is owned by disney but it to me i specifically do not count it as the quote unquote disney canon yeah we didn't include any touchstone features or off the yeah half ones. It, it, it had to be released by disney in theaters mm-hmm. though there's there are some other caveats that we for uh, pixar. Uh, pix, well, yeah we are doing pixar uh, i think as you can know we've we haven't not gotten done there yet, yet. um and we and they were again we did leave out movies from both essential canons essentially canons but frank and weenie directed by tim burton kind of a continuation of his stories getting turned into stop motion um he wrote this and it's it's a fun story but i went with ralph breaks the internet i personally remember very little about frank and weenie but so much of Ralph Breaks the Internet is character assassination of these two heroes that I love so much that I have to go with Frank and Weenie just because wow, I, really? I will never watch Ralph Breaks the Internet again. I will watch the princess scene again and I will listen to Slaughter Race because it's a jam. <laughs> but the movie overall really just like wrecks my beautiful characters and it feels really 
hollow, especially when they go to Oh My Disney. It's like the Emoji movie oh, got yeah, so much flack, but this did not. It is straight up just like Disney fan service th- for like, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes. A cool reviewer that I like to follow said that uh, why didn't they show that making this much content in such a quick amount of time is bad because content burnout is a thing. And when Ralph has makes all these videos really fast, they never once show him like being tired or maybe saying, oh, it's really hard doing this, but it's okay. It's like, it's like embracing the grind of content farming. And that seems really insidious to yeah, teach kinda, a bunch kinda, of young kids. Kinda, kind of subconsciously is like, this is not okay. Um, this will be another one where I concede. Um, but, uh, <laughs> I can already tell you this next one. I'm gonna fight a little harder against. Okay, so. I'm I'm so ready for I the will, next one. Yeah, I'll I'll, uh, I'll let you uh, let. <laughs> sorry, I will concede for Frank and Weenie because Frank and Weenie is a fun story, and yeah. the relationship between the the reanimated dog and the main kid is a good relationship. I don't like how the story went, and the characters kind of got annoying after a while. And the main character is super bland, which is kind of a tim burton special unfortunately mm-hmm. but yeah he's not really interested yeah i, I his main characters that. are sheets of paper essentially that being said especially because they're that white <laughs> it, at least the black and white film which disney hasn't done since paper man so uh i think you have it reversed sorry yes paper but, man is more recent obviously yeah. but yes it's, they do not do it often is what i'm saying <laughs> no they don't um so moving on the next matchup is the little mermaid versus alice in wonderland Alice in Wonderland. Me too. Yay! Yay! Finally a win. Okay. So so I'm not all due respect to Little Mermaid. It is it helped start the Disney Renaissance. Um, Jodie Benson is an amazing voice actress. Some of the music is amazing, and the artwork that came from this movie is gorgeous. All of that being said, it is super problematic. Uh, Like. Daddy, I love him. You're 16. Shut up. <laughs> uh, and th- there's there's so many other problems. Like I still, even now that I'm like in my 30s, King Triton is the biggest asshole and needs therapy. They need family therapy. He needs therapy. Get on it. The Little Mermaid was the only Disney VHS that we did not own in my house. We had every other Disney VHS, including Pete's Dragon of all things, but we did not have this one. So I did not grow up with Little Mermaid, not at all. That being said, I originally found it super problematic. Like Aaron, I think I brought him down to my level and just said, "Look at all these shitty things about it." He's like, "Yeah, you're right." Um, I I would say before then I was more malevolent to it or just not caring as much. And then since that, since like learning more and more, like this movie's super problematic. And there beyond that, some things like where like he wrote or like she could have just written to him, which oh, would sure. have worked. But like, why did they? Why did he not recognize her versus Vanessa? Because Vanessa, because if you look at the still, her hair looks dark, almost black, and sim- Vanessa looks similar enough. Fairy, so. fairy tale logic aside, <laughs> I think for me the biggest thing was it did feel like Ariel didn't have a character arc, and I thought that was like, well, then it's not really an interesting story. I have since softened on it, having come to the realization that the story is not about Ariel. It is about King Triton learning how to let his daughter go and make her own decisions you're right but at the same time it's still a terrible character i I don't think or terribly executed having now heard some of the broadway little mermaid songs 
this could have been a whole lot better. And I'm actually really looking forward. I know I say this every time. I'm looking forward to the live-action remake. They might address some things. They might get it better. <laughs> night yeah. might. We have to have our... We have to hope. But personally, when I looked at the mashup of Little Mermaid and Alice in Wonderland, Alice in Wonderland is the most faithful adaptation of Lewis Carroll's Through the Looking Glass that I have seen so far. It's worthwhile in that regard alone because Disney did not have to go that hard on the surrealism. They could have the surrealism toned it so far down movie. for kids, but this is like back in the dark days of Disney where you could do like really twisted shit. <laughs> um, Alice herself is a fine character. I put her maybe more so on par with uh, the main character from Sword on the Stone. They're not Arthur? uninteresting. Arthur, but King he, Arthur? <laughs> yes, but he has a different name. Wart, they Wart. call him. Um, similar in uh, character that they're not uninteresting but they're not super interesting either there's not a ton of depth what they what depth they do have is nice but there's not much further than that um but this movie's all about the queen of hearts and the yeah. cheshire cat and the it's Mad not about Al- even though it's alice in wonderland it's not about alice it's she's about the environment observer. she's in yeah mm-hmm. so w- we are essentially at alice and that's where it works i will admit alice does not go much further than this but uh yeah yeah, because unfortunately our next matchup is Lady and the Tramp and Toy Story 2. I'm wondering which one you picked because it's Toy I'm Story 2. Same. Yeah, there's Lady uh, and the Tramp. A Lady and the Tramp is not super nostalgic for me, and I know there's gonna be a lot of people who are like, I I can't believe you picked this over this. Like I I'm going there's some of these where I'm like pure nostalgia has to feel this to a certain point. Um, and I know you and I are going to disagree in just a little bit. We absolutely are. Um, but the the and I think even the next one is going to be the, one of the tougher ones that we have to debate. Um, but the the fact of the matter is, is Toy Story two was one of the first times I remember watching a movie and feeling sad while watching this movie, but being okay while being sad. There are a few movies that let sadness be a thing. Well, there's another Disney movie that's going to talk about that in a moment. But uh, yeah, this. <laughs> There's a few, there's very few movies nowadays that are unafraid to be like, listen, our time is finite. We should enjoy what we have and be happy with what we have, which is a an adult, mature, and very depressing way to look at things. That being said, Toy Story 2 is a good, if not perfect, sequel because it expands on the world that was set up in Toy Story 1. Toy Story 1 is fine, but Toy Story 2 knocks it out of the park, man, without falling into the problems of Toy Story 3, which I love Toy Story three, but it was made to, it was made to pull your heartstrings. It was made to kick you in the teeth for loving these characters and not be like its own story. I I I agree and disagree to an extent with that, but I see where you're coming from. But since we both picked Toy Story two, um, let's we're not going to limit. I probably can go and guarantee uh, as you are listening to this, um, if you can tell that like, man, this episode seems a little long. I don't even know if we're going to get through more than one round of this. I think this, we we're going to have to do this on multiple to parts of this stuff. I think that is what's going to happen. I agree. But I'm having fun. <laughs> I am having fun, too. That's, that's why I'm like, matters. yeah. So whether we keep this in the episode or not, it's going to be interesting. So the next matchup, uh, this one was hard. And I may have to, like, hold firm on this. Okay. Um, it is The Incredibles versus Monster Inc. Monsters, Inc., and I went with Monsters, Inc. I wanted to so hard. I really did. I think I have to go with The Incredibles, though. And it's not. 
I picked Monsters, Inc. first. Let me be clear. I picked Monsters, Inc. first. Like, well, duh, it's Monsters, Inc. Boo, Kitty, Mike Wazowski. There's, like, so much good about Monsters, Inc. And that's that, that bittersweet and then hopeful ending, which they are not touching. And I'm actually kind of glad yeah. they're not touching it. Right now, I'm I'm, I'm happy I'm with that. Um, but then I really think about rewatchability. And I think about all the times I have put on The Incredibles to watch it. And the humor and the story and the amazing villain. Probably one of the better villains. Mm. Not in that they're like super evil. More so in its talk about how fans feel entitled to their heroes. And that when they are dismissed or not included in that, that they take their psychosomatic problems and turn into revenge fantasies on people who like it's there's something really topical about it um i love the animation i love our characters i love that it's a midlife crisis movie for children and it works every kid loves the incredibles i did pick monsters inc first looking back on what's going to stand the test of time i had to go the incredibles i disagree i i love the incredibles uh listen i uh, i think we've mentioned this a couple times on the podcast uh, we had this unique and incredible opportunity to essentially watch The Incredibles with two animation professionals who were teaching at SCAD at the time. And they had some incredible insight that was just like mind blowing. They had some really funny jokes. They're like, I remember like they pointed out like, yeah, there's no dust coming off of here and there should be. You know, given the technology at the time, we understand. But still, there's no dust. Uh, but then, like, there's a scene uh, near the beginning where there's the guy getting interviewed who sued uh, Mr. Incredible. Yeah. And they, like, pause it. And the guy, like, runs up to the screen and goes, we're going to – I'm going to have them press play. But I want you to pay special attention to this guy. And they press play. In the far corner. In this far corner. All he does is, like, turn his head slightly and nod and then turn his head slightly again and then maybe, like, nod again. And then he pauses it and he's like – when you get your first animation job, that is going to be your entire job is animating that one, not even two second part. And you are going to be so incredibly proud of it. <laughs> and it do you was, see what I did? Do you see? And like, and they pointed out some amazing stuff that I never realized in the few times I watched it before this time. But like in the scene with Dash and, um, uh, oh crap, Helen in the car whenever the shot changes it doesn't matter which shot it is there is always a divider between them uh because of the windows and the specific make and model of that car showing that these two people can just cannot see eye to eye they are divided mm -hmm. and it's oh my god and like each power makes sense for the person because the the mother is always like stretching to make sure everything is taken care of the father feels he has to be strong for everybody the kid is super fast because that's just how his mind works and the teenage girl who wants to be invisible can literally be invisible and these are really strong strong motivators and if they had stopped at a certain point this movie would have maybe made it a lot further for me than it did However, once it gets to the the superhero part of the, the the story, it suddenly it degrades in quality. It's not from like a hundred to twenty five percent, but it is noticeable enough in rewatching that the family drama is so much more compelling. Those as a kid, I wanted the superhero stuff to start. I was ready for the superhero, but now that I've matured and like I've grown this type of story has been done better a few other times and they and when they did incorporate the superhero elements it wasn't as degrading to the quality so 
do I still love The Incredibles? Absolutely. Did I like The Incredibles 2 more than other people? Absolutely. Do I still think Monsters, Inc., a unique film that tackles a lot of different issues that we can have as a society, including having greatness thrust upon as in a single parent having a child thrust upon them for whatever reason and solely becoming this person's caretaker and and best friend and and role model it's so good the music's incredible billy crystal regrets not taking the role in toy story for buzz lightyear and instantly as soon as he said hey pixar isn't interested in you again he's like i don't care what it is i'm in and you see that you see it even in monsters university that he loves this company i will give it to you because it was the first pick for me too i try to look at what was in the test of time but personally i cannot get over monsters inc it's it's so charming and lovable uh it isn't the best fantastic four movie that's the incredibles but besides that it has uh, yeah its i own. will i will i will absolutely give you that <laughs> uh it's it is so much uh, incredibles is a great movie one of the better pixar movies I still got, I like monsters more, especially in this matchup. If honestly, if the Incredibles was up against almost anything else, it would have won. Yeah. It's, it's because this, it's this is this like matchup. It's a specific matchup. This is like a number two versus number five situation. This is hard. So, uh, I think I can guess how the next one's going to go. I don't think you're gonna. Oh man. Uh, but our next mashup is Oliver and company and sleeping beauty. Now I know what Aaron is going to say. I did a whole tap routine to this song from this movie. I have a bandana from the main character of this movie. Of course I'm going to pick Oliver and Company. Y'all, I'm picking Sleeping Beauty. It's got the most unique and special art direction of a Disney film I've ever seen, completely done by a woman who then got shafted from the company afterwards, even though her touch is all over the parks and all over this film. I don't care that Aurora only gets 10 speaking lines. I don't care that the story is trash. It's got Maleficent. It's got beautiful artwork. That's all I can really ask for. It's a classic, and it deserves it. I do like the nitty-gritty feel and aesthetic of Oliver and Company and the, you know, the vast difference when uh, Oliver is with the, the little girl um, and Bette Midler as a poodle so good. is just instant comedy gold. I will concede. Oh, thank you. Because <laughs> I, I would have fought for Oliver and Company in any other circumstance but this one. Uh, and see, we, we said that, I just, I, I don't know, there's, there, like, we were like, oh yeah, if we put it up against Frank and Weenie, it's gonna win. Yeah, because those are the Oliver cupcake games. I would have put Oliver and Company over Sword in the Stone. I would have done it. Oh, okay. I would have done it. Uh, so next up... Is uh, Aaron's heart gonna get this, broken? This hurt, y'all. This hurt so hard. This, uh, this was actually when I decided that I was going to uh, basically go, okay, I'll put a star next to everything that hurt me physically and emotionally and mentally. <sighs> the next one is a goofy movie versus Meet the Robinsons. And y I'm sorry, Liz, you don't get an opinion. I'm not. I'm here just to listen. I'm yeah. just here to listen. Uh, Meet the Robinsons is a fantastically written movie. The pacing can be dull at times, but the fact the, that the humor is so well done and fast paced there's zaniness there's slapstick there is incredible characters every single member of that family has a distinct character and it's well-rounded i love this time travel 
just thought of what would happen if this happens or what would happen if this happens. And it's so well done. A goofy movie still wins because of so many things. And those of you who know me, those of you who've heard me talk, it's no surprise a goofy movie wins. Uh, I Meet the Robinsons is a classic, one of my top five Disney movies of all time. A goofy movie is number one. Just plain and simple. I know I don't get an opinion, but I also picked a goofy movie. I I that's cool. Uh, yeah, there's <laughs> there's gonna be there's gonna be one or two of these where I may not get an opinion, and I'm okay with that. Um, but I I yeah, I it's a goofy you, movie. I that was very very brave of you because i would have never picked anything i would have had you pick it for me if this were my tiebreaker <laughs> god i could yeah, th- like which my children is my favorite what do i do <laughs> yes that, that's that that this is probably one of the toughest ones except for about i think two others oh it's gonna uh, get it's gonna get yeah nitty grit uh okay so next matchup snow white and the seven dwarves versus the hunchback of notre dame good golly miss molly aka or aka one of the first the, the very first, first feature linked animated movie of all time and one of the most influential uh, animated to a whole generation just, of yeah. children just i went with hunchback me too okay snow white bless it is very very good mostly for its technical prowess amazingly for its songs uh all the songs are so memorable out of that the wishing well song and hi-ho there's such good stuff in there and the, the effects the that they did queen, with the, the, oh. the gems still hold up to this day oh, I know, and it's, it's so well cute. over 100 year old years old that is in- stop it don't you dare say that because then no, i'm wait, old no no it, sorry we're getting there we're getting there we're getting there it's between 80 and 95 uh it's a big range but hunchback does have its problems and we know what those are and it's the gargoyles and we're all aware of this and let's let it go because disney as a company said you have to have this in the marketing and you have to make it fun for the kids they could have been a lot better executed absolutely is, is a fantastic from the opening notes film it gives me goosebumps goosebumps i'll say this and we're gonna move on to another tough matchup snow white and the snow dwarves Snow White. <laughs> Snow White. Seven White and the Snow Dwarves. <laughs> Snow White and the Seven Dwarves walked so Hunchback could run. Amen, sister um, friend. Also, I I would recommend if you want that kind of story in a live action setting. Um, I've been told Sydney White, uh, with Amanda Bynes as the uh, lead character, uh, is really good. You know they don't often do Snow White remakes, right? Usually it's Cinderella remakes, and mm-hmm. we will get to Cinderella. Uh, <laughs> but I, yeah, we agree on that. This yeah. one, I think, this next matchup, I think I know pretty easily, honestly, and I think you're gonna fight me on it. Luca versus Lilo and Stitch. It's what, Lilo what? and Stitch. Oh, see, I thought you were gonna go the other way. I went Lilo and Stitch too. Hell yeah, fist bump. It's Luca. Guys, it's so good. Luca was really good. This is this was another tough matchup. This wasn't like one where I started, but this was like similar to uh, The Incredibles and Monsters, Inc. Luca is an incredible story of coming of age, standing up for yourself, learning to accept yourself, and um, in relationships, and just a beautiful artwork. I love the the uh, mythology of the sea creatures who become human when they're not uh, when they're dry i love all that lilo and stitch you cannot be one of the few 
modern movies that have watercolor backgrounds. I know. Oh, the artwork. Oh, and it's Chris Sanders, who you'll know because oh. it's How to Train Your Dragon. Any beautiful, rounded, cool creature. That's cr- Chris. I'm pretty sure he did the crudes, too. Oh, yes, he did do the crudes. That's why I watched it. Because, again, the, the like kind of very tiny feet, but thick th- Thick legs. Uh, Lilo and Stitch is really good. It's good from a family drama standpoint. It's good from an alien standpoint. It, both sides are good. They work so well together. This alienated little girl, alienated in her own home, a commodity in a tourist trap. It's It speaks so well to her character. And Nani, God bless her, is doing the best that she can. And Cobra Bubbles and... Fleekly and Jumba, just, there's so much good in that movie. We do have some friends who are like, this is a, nah, it's a uh, good movie. It deserves it. And it's David is the, one of the best Disney princes at oh, me. Because he consents, he, he consents uh, 100%. And even when uh, Nani's like, I, I just can't focus on anything like that. Okay. Okay. I, under, like, I get it. Can I help you? Please. Please, can I help you? Oh, there's just, oh, David so is. Joyce. Joyce. Uh, so, yeah, Lilo and Stitch for me as well. Fantastic. Um, <laughs> oh, this one was hard. Really? Yeah, this one was hard. Okay. Raya and the Last Dragon versus Tarzan. I will agree if I hadn't just watched a three-hour YouTube series from Southeast Asian people talking about the many, many problems with Raya and the Last Dragon, I would have thought it was closer to... But when you break down the Disney said, this is a Southeast Asian princess, and then took literally nothing from any one or two cultures, but instead picked and choose from all 11 and threw them together in a blender and made a very Western story out of it, I had to go with Tarzan. I went with Raya, but I will concede. This was one of those ones I'm like, this is tough because I don't have enough strong feelings one way or the other. I like Tarzan. The soundtrack is pretty ham, or it goes pretty ham. Um... And, like, the animation is beautiful at times. Because it's Glenn King. Because it's Glenn King. Um, But it just, it's not nostalgic for me at all. I watched it as a kid a few times. Like, I remember even watching it with my cousin. Uh, We were waiting on something, like an airplane. or I just remember being somewhere, and, like, we had time to kill. And we were just, like, there with a bunch of other kids Mm -hmm. um, watching this. And uh, and it was fine. Uh, But... I just. Now that being said, this isn't a freaking Winnie Ralph breaks the internet scenario where I don't care about either one. I actually really do care about Tarzan. I think it's a really good film. I like the Phil Collins stuff. I love Tarzan's character arc. I love Jane and the professor. Jane, Jane might be one of the best parts of that movie. Oh, she's fantastic! And I just love at the end, just like her realizing, like I can do whatever I want. Like I don't have to go back to stuffy old England, and I can just go live here in the wild with my half naked handsome man. Yes, I can do that. I'm a boss. Also. Uh, the series that came from that movie had Two Worlds, One Family as their theme song, and it kind of worked. <laughs> uh, uh, I really like Tarzan. But Wayne, Wayne Knight as uh, freaking Tantor kind of worked really well. I think it, I think it works, too. So, I, yeah, I will concede uh, Tarzan over Raya. <sighs> no, wait, no, this isn't the one that this was This one tough. isn't the one. No. We're getting there. We're getting there. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, the next matchup is Wally versus the Lion King, and um, <sighs> I mean, you know what I'm gonna pick. I also picked Wally. Okay, Lion King is t- 
top of the list for so many people. There's amazing artwork in it. Um, honestly, it's an epic story. It is an epic story. It's it's a small but epic story, and there are some amazing vocal performances. I still like I, people give. Um, oh shoot, I'm forgetting his name. Nathan Lane. People give Nathan Lane shit, and you know what? I disagree. I like Nathan Lane. He can yeah. get annoying at times. This is not one of those times he gets annoying. No, He's I, a little bit more grounded I love here. Timon. I love it. Yeah, and he, him and um, Ernie's... Well, I forget what his last name is. The one who voiced Pumbaa. Their back and forth is really well done. Oh, yeah. And, um, and like, Billy Eichner and uh, What's-His-Face in the remake, both times I can't remember Pumbaa, um, there, th- theirs is good too, but Billy Eichner, I like Billy Eichner. It's Seth in a Rogen diff- who does. Seth Rogen, yeah. yeah. Uh, I like them better in different situations. Neither of them were in their A game in this. This oh, was yeah. this was more. Those were more stunt casting than than they should have been. Yeah, Lion King is a, is a wonderful film, absolutely. But Wally, Wally is solid from beginning to end. If you want to fight me about it, I'll fight you about it. The first. 35 minutes do not have a single character talking anytime you hear any dialogue it is from a billboard or a video this movie is amazing it's amazing this movie deals with relationships and how one small change can make so much difference and and it's one of the few environmental stories that actually like works mm-hmm. for me not just saying what bad humans for killing the planet. It's like actually we're gonna like talk about this in a nuanced way. Yeah, and it's like it, it's it shows the uh, the horrors and the terrors of complacency. Mm-hmm. So I I loved everything about this movie. The artwork. Oh god, that animation. The dance scene. Define dancing. I oh, know. Is is one of the best cinematic uh, moments in history. Absolutely. Aaron, talk about our next two contestants. I won't say anything. You can go on. Go ahead. I think this might be one of the first times I don't have a uh, a opinion. But next up is Inside Out versus Beauty and the Beast. No, you can go ahead. I'm that guy with the cup of coffee and the sign. Change my mind. Go ahead. I dare you. Um. So Inside Out is a absolutely influential movie. Uh, the core concept of core memories and emotions and how we deal with them have become a a now honestly a a a tentpole for uh, how people are working with children with mental illnesses or mental disorders. Like they're like, is your anger taking control? Is your little red guy taking control right now? And 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 the fact is that none of these characters are the characters represent who they control like with the father having the anger being quote unquote in main control. So he has anger issues and the mother having depression bouts because with sadness being the main person, it's so well done. And I love the thought process behind it as a kid who had to move and was like basically left all his friends behind and went into a situation where he knew no one got bullied a little bit. It was just, it was not a good situation this movie was good. This movie would have won with anyone else. But when you compare it to the only movie, the only animated movie to be nominated for Best Picture, it's no contest. It is no contest. Uh, Beauty and the Beast. I, I put Beauty and the Beast, and Liz hasn't even said a word yet. 
So now the next round might be a little tough. I'm interested for the next round. Our next round is Hercules and Fantasia. Oh, I didn't mean that. I meant beyond that. But we're gonna. Oh yeah. Don't even. Don't even. No. Don't even, man. Uh, Hercules and Fantasia. Now, Aaron did not grow grow up with Fantasia at all. Nope. I requested Fantasia be put on the list. Yep. Uh, And I wish it had been with anything else, so I could have talked about it more. But yep. Hercules is my fucking childhood. It's my sister's childhood. We know everything about that. We were such little Greek god nerds, and it was so fun to have it. The style is unique. Hades is iconic. Megara is amazing. I, it's it's flawed. Don't get me wrong. Seriously, seriously flawed in Absolutely. every conceivable way, along with a ticking clock plot line that makes no sense. Why would the god of the dead not know that Hercules was dead? There's a billion little things. It's still going to be Hercules. Now, still. Fantasia is a gorgeous film, and if you haven't seen it, you really, really should, because it is an experiment that Disney risked everything on. They decided to do it because he wanted to show animation in new and exciting ways. He wanted this to be his new Snow White, and I think that's really bold and amazing of a person to do. I think he succeeded with that, truthfully. Because Night on Bald Mountain is a oh. exceptional piece, mm. and it's it's one that needs to go down in the annals of history, um, whether it's if it's not the whole the whole movie in its of itself. Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. <laughs> Moving on, our our final one of this of <laughs> this our side column, of the side oh, of the, of the God, bracket. This is uh, I can already tell this is like like going to be a three parter. Uh, it is Pocahontas versus Frozen. <sighs> It's damned if you do, damned if you don't, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> I, I don't know. This might be a coin flip for us because if we didn't pick the same one, it might be like I don't care enough about either movie to want to say see. For this one, I went with least problematic slash wrong. And when you go by that, Frozen. I chose Frozen as well. Okay. We can move on then. Yeah, yeah. And and there are going to be people out there who are listening to this, maybe eventually. Uh, and, and there was love and then the backlash and the backlash, the backlash. There's a billion things wrong with it. With both t- of them, separating all of that, it's a decent movie. I did appreciate the sister, the the act of true love coming from the sister. Other movies had kind of messed around with that, but that was the first time it was very clear that it could be an act of love. From someone. Oh no, I'm sorry. Maleficent was the first one. Yeah, live uh, action though. So. Actually, another movie that we I really want to talk about, but uh, we're kind of past the uh, quote unquote appropriate time. Um, Penelope did this really, really well. We should still talk about Penelope eventually. We should. I, I agree. I think here would be a good point to break because I think it's almost time for your call. No, it's six o'clock. I oh, had it moved. Okay. I had it moved to um, Good. I just make 6.45, sure. 7 o'clock. Okay, well then I'm going to cut this all out. Yeah. We go. We keep going. I think we should get hopefully get through the second half, and we'll let that be one episode, then we'll come back in for the if there's a If there's a moment where like we can just kind of, like what we just did. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Now, I said we did a randomizer. We did do a randomizer, and it just was poor luck. That the sequel to Frozen showed up at the very next one. <laughs> we It was so close to being Frozen and Frozen 2 competing. That would have been an interesting talk. It would have been. It still would have been Frozen. Yeah. Because Frozen 2 was hot garbage. Um, it's not as hot garbage as I think it is, but I think it's because I, I wish it were something else. 
That being yeah. said, there's a lot of there's a lot of not necessarily Frozen Two deniers, but there's a lot of two Frozen Two sympathizers. And it's I one of don't my sister's favorite it. Disney movies, and I'll have her tell you more about it. She really likes a lot of the like the supportiveness that Kristoff gives Anna, and the, yeah, that's that's well the done. Dealing with there's lots but of that, parts that she that's enjoys. the minimum of what it should have been. And the music is better. No. Okay. See. But we still picked it, the, so we're moving so, on. <laughs> like Frozen has like say like eight or nine bangers, and two one or two meh songs. Frozen Two has one incre- one or two to possibly four incredible songs. The rest are. We'll break it down. There are not quite that many songs in Frozen. Also, Olaf was terrible in this movie. Frozen, he was better in Frozen Two. Oh, oh hell no! Yes, he was. Oh hell no! I could actually. I actually liked Olaf in the first movie. This one, he's annoying as shit. Well then, Fox and the Hound. Fox and the Hound. We didn't even tell with him what it was. Oh, Fox for, and the sorry. Hound. Frozen two and Fox and the Hound. <laughs> Fox did. and the Hound. I love Fox and the Hound. There's something really sweet and it is and, and it visceral is a well done and story. dark and yeah. pure about it. And in the way the Hound Todd no copper copper. No. No, Copper's the fox. Copper's the fox. Todd is the hound. Uh, I'm a hound dog. Uh, The way he, the way he stands up for his friend at the end is Uh, beautiful. uh, So fox and and the hound, no. And the sadness of the end, like they can't be together. Yeah. And that's that old. Okay. The old woman driving Copper away. I know. I know. I know. You you can't hurt me anymore. I'm I'm older now. Okay. So I think this is gonna be an easy matchup. Yeah, I think so, too. Hopefully, we think the same thing on this next one. Oh, God. Go ahead. So, the next matchup is Toy Story 3 versus Emperor's New Groove. And you may not get an opinion on this, but we've not... Neither of us... We've not used our veto yet. We've yeah. been, I've been saving this, it. This might be one I used. I've then. been saving it. Emperor's New Groove. Okay, I, I said oh, that, Oh, thank too. God. Okay. Oh, no, no. Okay. So, get, <laughs> don't get me wrong. Toy Story 3 is a good... Like, how it ends wraps up the whole story nicely for me i will look back on it fondly because i felt like i was andy because i was andy's age when the first movie came out and i was around andy's age when this last movie came out it, that's why it was like so how impactful. monsters yeah that's how like monsters university kind of hit the zeitgeist really well same for toy story 3 with me mm-hmm. emperor's new groove mm-hmm. <laughs> nope unfortunately voice no of a cuts. generation emperor's new groove and i I do begrudge and I do regret that we don't have the original concept for this film. I do. But what this, came out of it? This is so good. It's this, so this good. Was the, this was the movie equivalent of having a jazz session that works immensely. This is like, like I know I know some people are going to be like, oh, I can't believe you like them. But this is Dave Matthews Band of a movie because I love Dave Matthews like, Band and I, I love, love this movie. I, I really like Dave Matthews Band too. I know there are people who are like who like love to shit on that. It's like uh and his friends call him Dave. <laughs> his friends call him Dave. I this is the one out of all of these when we were going through the list like oh, we should watch that again. We should watch it tonight. I'm being absolutely dead serious. <laughs> if we have time. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Our next matchup. Great Mouse Detective versus DuckTales the movie. This is one Aaron requested we put in because I never watched DuckTales the movie. I watched DuckTales the movie a lot as a kid. I had the VHS for some odd reason. And I never really watched the original series before then. Um, so it didn't have as much of an impact on me. But I still liked the movie. I still picked Great Mouse Detective. Me too. Because like, re-watching, I can rewatch Best Great Sherlock Mouse. Best Sherlock adaptation by far. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I'm a, I'm a sucker for Benedict. I, know. I, I really am. I, know. I'm, I am a Benedict Sherlock simp. I really am. <laughs> and I know the writing is terrible for women, and I know the stories are not as complex as they should be, but I love how the stories go for that show. So, but Great Mouse Detective wins uh, pretty handily because I don't, I've not watched uh, Dr. Hale's the movie since then. Oh, wow. And I don't think I will. Okay. There are some really cool moments. Um, like, do you want me to spoil it sure. for you? Okay, so like, They're going skip, for a lamp, skip ahead. Right? Yeah, yeah. Essentially, skip ahead a few seconds. Um, we'll maybe like give you a a, a cue to listen for. Um, but essentially, they're looking for a lamp. They the the boys find it, and the guy like grants him a bunch of stuff, and he has fun with them. But the the villain of the story is this guy who has this amulet. Who he uses his amulet to change shape, which is kind of neat. But the way he like takes control of the lamp is he puts his amulet which fits perfectly on the lamp like he takes the top part off and he fits it on there mm. it it just it was always kind of neat how that fit together so <laughs> now moving on to the next one cinderella versus aladdin i mean it's aladdin it's aladdin it's aladdin cinderella it's aladdin. cinderella may have the cinderella cinderella I, I don't really I don't mind the animal shit honestly guys I think it's fun I think Cinderella is a really a really likable character honestly she goes through she so is. much shit and she does it all with a smile but she gets frustrated when she actually is frustrated and she I don't know there's something really hopeful about her overall demeanor I love the fairy godmother and Bibi Don't Bobby Boo it's so much fun and the same woman who plays the fairy godmother in this movie also played. Uh, the uh, Red Queen. Oh. S- similar to the same woman who plays the the stepmother, the evil yeah. stepmother plays Maleficent. I know. Back in the golden age where they had the same voice actors six times in a row. But I, I bring that up because it's kind of fun because the, the woman who played both of those roles uh, in the original movies, uh, Hella Bottom Carter, Carter, also plays the Red Queen and the Fairy Godmother. It's oh, kind of fun. Oh, that is a nice little aside. Uh Aladdin wins. Disney said that his favorite animated scene ever was the scene of Cinderella's rags changing into the ball gown. And you look at the pencil stills and like, yeah, it's, it's gorgeous. We take it for advantage now. Great. Like, if yeah. you think about it in a, just a purely animation standpoint, I've seen full-fledged animes who take their time who aren't as good as that scene. Uh, Aladdin is such a good film. It's so fun and it's... We'll have to like do more about like aladdin a little bit later aladdin wins oh yeah without a doubt um 101 (laughs) dalmatians versus the rescuers the rescuers was one of the first times i felt sadness while watching a movie and i didn't know what to do with it it's 101 dalmatians it is 101 dalmatians because uh the rescuers is a good movie it's it is kind of a pinnacle because like they did do some fun things with that movie specifically like it's one of the first uses of like a type of digital uh animation with it it's not oh, fully it's 3d but they used digital for 
For what? The rescuers, like this, the flight scene through the city. They oh, had sorry. To use a yes. Computer yeah. Sorry. I thought you were talking them. about how it was um, Hunter and Dalmatians was made on a copier because they didn't have enough money to do the still, so they. That's why it had that beautiful <laughs> scratchy quality to it. And that alone, me, I love that type of animation and illustration. So. Yeah, it was your favorite movie <laughs> when you were a kid. Yeah, I always wanted to watch Puppies, Mama, Puppies. puppies. So yeah, Hundred and One Dalmatians. Next up is Brother Bear versus Mulan. 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 Done and done. Brother Bear, there, there's a lot of people who will defend Brother Bear. And, and honestly, you guys have a lot of good points. I The one time I watched, I, I, I do not like Joaquin Phoenix. I think he's highly overrated. I think he's kind of a tool in real life. But I've heard many good things about Brother Bear. I watched it at a weird point in my life. Didn't really care for it. I now want to go back and rewatch it because I now can appreciate the the style. I mean, when you have Rick Moranis and uh, the other guy basically bringing their characters that they had from the 80s into this movie, that gives it some goodness. Brother Bear is one of those few Disney movies where I like the sequel better. What? Yeah. Uh, I forgot there, A, I forgot there was a sequel. And sequel, B, uh... The, the bear, when he was a human child, had, like, a really cute relationship with this little girl, and they, like, promised to be together forever, and then, of course, they drifted apart, and she's about to get married to help her tribe, and it's like, no, you can't, because you're bonded spiritually to this boy that turned into a bear, so you gotta go find him now and make him, like, revoke his promise so you can, like, marry this chief guy. She's like, okay, so she goes on this journey with him and ends up falling in love with him. And oh, that sounds terrible. It's, I, I like it. And then in the end, she turns into a bear, too. And like <laughs> Spoilers. Uh, I think I, I like that, honestly, because so few Beauty and the Beast stories are about a, a female turning into a scary monster than a man having to learn to fall in love with that. There's one that's really popular. What's that one? Do you want to know what it is? Yeah. Unwhispered. <laughs> Good point, Aaron. I, I do like Shrek a lot too. So yes, Mulan wins handedly. Uh, moving on, <laughs> <laughs> this might be where we both try to use our veto. I think so. It is Soul versus Encanto. It's Encanto. <gasps> it's Encanto. I I know I've been fighting on Soul with you for a while. Soul is a good movie. Soul it is, is a, a good compelling movie. movie. It makes you cry. It makes you think. It makes you like appreciate your life. I I think it's so stupid good. It is. But in Kanto, we have watched three times in one month, and I already want to watch it again. And there's so much goodness in this movie. Like, I love this movie for everything that it is and everything that it isn't. I I love Lin Manuel Miranda now, and I love this movie even though he is not in it. He has so much to do with this movie. I hope. The Two Butterflies song wins the, the Oscar. It deserves it. Me too. Um, I don't know what I want to win Best Animated Picture because there's at least three that, like, honestly all should win. So Agreed. I, the one I really would want to win, just to kind of stick it to the man, is not going to win. Um, but, yes, it is Encanto. Uh, our next uh, pairing, Bolt versus Robin Hood. And to the delight of the furries everywhere, we are going with Robin Hood. <laughs> Little John and Robin Hood walking, walking through, through the, the forest. forest. Okay, back and forth and what the other has to say. Oodle laddie, oodle lolly, golly, what a day.
that's that movie watching that movie is how i learned how to do that because i'm watching your mouth i guys i can't tell you like he did something with his tongue and i don't know how it came out right <laughs> yeah I did. yeah you did <laughs> uh my grandfather can do it too. my dad can't i don't think uh my aunt aunt could uh but i don't think my dad can do it. it's it's a weird thing where you like you you stick your tongue up but you like you fold it back just slightly that's just really impressive yeah. i have nothing to say further uh <laughs> aristocats versus finding nemo it's finding nemo what what i don't pick the cat movie and you do where are we finding nemo was good i love the underwater effects uh and the the escape b plot line was good there's just too many problems with it now. Really? The biggest the biggest one for me is I cannot enjoy anything with Ellen anymore. I I it's almost like a refusal to. Oh, okay. Sorry. I was I, lost. I will probably I can me. still watch these movies, but the enjoyment that I got cuz I kind honestly I feel betrayed. I feel betrayed by what she put out there with her comedy, with her acting, with her talk show, and to have it shown pretty handedly that it's all fake, that she is a, an entire monster, essentially. And so if you disagree is... with me, you're more than welcome to. Like, I read everything about it. I've read her responses to it. I've read Portia's responses to it. And I feel terrible for Portia that she kind of got caught in the middle of all of this. Because I think Portia is a hilarious actress. I cannot enjoy her stuff anymore. So I I have to go Aristocats. So this is similar to a couple ones that I've had before where the problems outweigh the good. And that is a shame. Because Finding Nemo is... Albert my childhood Brooks, in so many ways. Albert Brooks did a great job as as Marlon. Like I felt so sorry for Marlon. And there are so many road trips in my childhood that are scored to Finding Nemo. <laughs> so many of them. But uh, yeah. I will, I will concede. Really? Okay. I will concede to you. No, if it, no, like, <laughs> listen, we're here to have fun. But if you have like a real problem with a film, no, we can't just say no. You. That's not a real thing. No, of course you get to win on this one. And I like Aristocats, honestly. I love uh, Thomas O'Malley and the, the three cats who just can't get along, and Duchess, who is a queen, oh. uh, and her beautiful opera singer owner. Just so, so I'm fun. I'm sorry. That owner, she is snack. She is snack. Uh, but yes, uh, Thomas O'Malley, I, 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 well, I have, I have such a... all the warmth of blue. Yes. Yeah. I have all these like just wonderful memories about watching the movie but not so much watching the movie because i would I, for some reason we didn't have it in the house but my uncle did and so whenever i would go visit him i'm like can we watch aristocats because i don't have it uh so it i like the movie there are problems with that movie but the problems with that movie do not outweigh the problems with finding nemo for me okay fair enough uh our next matchup is bambi versus treasure planet and uh, we all know where I'm going to go with this. So before we do that, I'm just going to say that I really like Bambi a lot. I really like all of the cute little animal characters and then how they grow up into this harsh world. I love Twitter painting is like common vernacular for me. Didn't you know? They're Twitter painted. Uh, I love the owl and I love the, the God, just, just the, the horrendous 
betrayal and loss of Bambi's mom and then the forest fire ugh, and the fight he has with the other deer that he was bullied by when he was a kid it I have a thing for deer uh if have you ever read Firebringer because you should read it by David Clemens Davies and it's like Watership Down but with deer and it's really epic and that's what Bambi like brings out for me uh really good really beautiful watching the behind the scenes about how they move panes of glass to simulate moving through a forest at different depths and perceptions. Gorgeous stuff. Yeah, it's that one particular style. Um, not rotoscoping. There, there's a particular term for that because essentially it's one camera with like 16 panes of glass between it and they, they move the, gl- the glass or they like they take one piece out and then like replace really it with cool another one. It's really cool to watch that like because it's back from the – 50s i think just to like watch it was one of the earlier movies yeah um i the way i looked at this was uh if you have a team who only lost to like ranked teams and a team who buzzer beater scored a three-pointer just to be able to make it to the uh to the essentially the big dance and then the team that only lost to rating teams putting up triple digits on this other team. That's essentially how this wins. Treasure Planet. Treasure Planet's just guys, it's it's very good. And and I you know, I can be objective about Beauty and the Beast. I can objectively show you reasons why it's a good film and like walk it down. And the live action remake really helps that because I could literally compare the two and say, here's why it works here and here's why it's shit here. Treasure Planet is an emotional experience for me. If you don't get it, I don't have a way to help you get it, but it absolutely deserves to move on to the next round. So, um, our next matchup. (laughs) Which will inevitably lead to a really hard discussion in the next round. Mm -hmm. Tangled versus Fantasia 2000. And this is when it's like almost a number one versus a number 16. Gosh, Fantasia 2000, like, the Firebird you know, Suite. the one with all the melting clocks. Yeah, you know. Uh, there's a lot of cringe about Fantasia 2000, uh, none of which is to do with the animation. The animation's all really spectacular. Yeah. No, really there's good. some amazing animation in this movie. Yeah. Um, the Firebird Suite is, like, really good. It's, like, Ghibli-level emotional nature quality. Very good. I even, like, I like the one with Donald being Noah in Noah's Ark. Like, I think that's funny. Uh, the flamingo with the yo-yo, the uh, really good one that was like New York style flat animation, um, I, Rhapsody in Blue, I think. Uh, there's there's a bunch of really good ones in there, but I think we all know which one we did an episode on and which one we're going to pick. And yeah, you know, I, it's tangled. It's tangled. <laughs> it's tangled. Okay, this. Okay, Aaron, this next one. This is the last one that I filled out. I did the entire rest of the bracket, and then I came back to this one because I still – I don't even think I'm happy with my answer anymore. I don't even know if I'm going to keep it. But our next one is Onward and The Princess and the Frog. This was tough, but ultimately I knew which one I had to pick. Onward. I went with Princess and the Frog. It was a return to 2D animation, you guys. They thought it was dead, and they came back. And for a glorious moment, we thought we could have nice things again. Uh, and I love Tiana and Naveen. And I love the Shadow Man. I love Ray. I met the man who animated Dr. Facilier. I sing 
Friends on the other side consistently is still onward for me. Princess and the Frog. I thought it was going to be onward too, honestly, but I think I have to go Princess and the Frog on my on my scruples as a lover of 2D animation. On this hill, I will not budge. Do you want me to use your veto? Fuck it, I'm going to use my veto. Okay. <laughs> your one veto is gone. For it's this gone. Round. It's gone. There's only there's there's three more rounds. Let's see if yeah. four more. Let's see if we get really if I regret that. Yeah, there's yeah. <laughs> And when, that's why we're sticking with just one. Just the one. Just to be consistent. So. Just the one. The next one up is Coco versus Moana. Moana? Coco. Damn it! <laughs> I retract. I retract. Moana nope. has to make it. No, nope. no, 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 no. Nope. No. You already used it. No, Aaron, you don't understand. Moana has to make it. It's so good. It's so good, Aaron. When I first watched Coco, all I could do was sit there and compare it to uh, Book of Life and how Book of Life was a superior film and how dare they rip this off. Disney, just this is the, this is another Kimba the White Lion and all this and all that. Coco is a better movie overall. Moana is a better movie overall. Oh, it deals with the culture and how she's dealing with her own feelings versus the feelings of her tribe and to find that they were explorers and the way that she fixes her problems with compassion. This is another one where the themes are scarily similar. Scarily similar. Oh, God. How do we decide this one? Because I'm not going to back down on this one, which means you have to use your veto if you're going to get it over on me. I I think I'm going to go ahead and use my veto. All right. So. We've both we've both made our beds, so and now the, we must in the lie case, in it. In the case of another uh, stalemate like this, we're going to do a, f- a coin flip, okay? Fair enough. There's only three more. You think there's going to be another stalemate? I don't think so. Maybe one. Okay. Maybe one. But I don't. I think the next – there's at least the, two of these next three are going to be easy-ish. Okay. Uh, so the next up is Dinosaur versus Ratatouille. Dinosaur being that movie that kind of no one remembers. It's okay. Yeah. Okay. Yes, we know it's going to be Ratatouille, but just for a quick moment, (laughs) just for a quick moment in a world where we could talk about Dinosaur for just a little bit. I it was a childhood thing for me. Absolutely. I was really on a dinosaur kick. I was really into paleontology. Dinosaur came out at just the right time for me because I didn't like Jurassic Park. It was too scary. This one was less scary. I didn't really mind all the annoying stuff because it was just really cool to see a bunch of dinosaurs. The migration story was interesting, and I liked Aladar. And I, I Aladar, li- I, I remember Aladar being fun. Yeah, I liked him as a main character. Um, it's obviously there are too many to go into, but I think for me, the reason why dinosaur sticks in my brain is because Disney marketed it so well by just putting the first five minutes of the movie uninterrupted as the tr- as the trailer for it as the commercial for it they just played the first five minutes of the movie which is epic beautifully animated cool and it soaring was, it was good animation and technology for the, for time. the time ratatouille is the movie that should win this one yep ratatouille absolutely is the the winner for this one mm-hmm Here's where I think the the, the, stel- the uh, stalemate may be. Okay. Jungle Book versus Peter Pan. Jungle Book. Peter Pan. Hmm. Okay. 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 Um, neither of these are good adaptations, so we can throw that out the window. <laughs> uh, neither of the neither of these are nostalgic for me. No, neither for me either. Honestly. 
and I know there's a couple people like our, our good friend Sarah, who was on an episode uh, a little while ago. She would absolutely like fight tooth and nail for Peter Pan. Oh, I know she would, but there's something so fun about the Jungle Book being at the end of it. Like, no, this eight-year-old child does not belong in the jungle. Get him home. I'm a, I'm Baloo the bear, and I'm going to go hang out with my common-law wife, Bagheera, and we're going to have a grand old time. Uh, you missed it. There was one paw uh, <laughs> above you and then one sticking through the chairs, just kind of stretching with or the Were my little panthers here? Yeah. Um, I don't mind Jungle Book, and I don't mind Peter Pan. I mind Jungle Book a little bit more because of the pacing. Uh, for me, Peter Pan is such an asshat of a character. He is, but that's because he never grew up. That's true. That being said, I really do love Captain Hook and Mr. Smee. I really do. You, do. do you want to leave it up to a coin flip? Uh, I will concede. Really? I love Shere Khan, and I love the buzzards, and I love the fact that the buzzards are there because they wanted the Beatles to voice the buzzards, and then they wouldn't come and do it, so they had to just get four other beatniks to come and voice I'm totally them. not Ringo Starr. I just, like, there's such, there's a call. No, we have to coin flip. There's too many good things out of the Jungle Book. Flip it. <laughs> okay, she goes back on that. So, um, hey, Google. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, never mind. Uh, you will be heads, I will be tails. Yep. Okay. No. Hey, Google. Flip a coin. Okay. Jungle Book wins. Jungle Book is. And finally, our final matchup in the first ring of our mad, <sighs> mad, mad world. It's a mad, mad world. world. Toy Story versus Rescuers Down Under. Uh. Rescuers Down Under has a flight sequence that rivals that of what you see in um, uh, How, How to, to Train, Train Your, Your Dragon. Dragon. There's some beautiful animation. There are some actually funny parts in that. And uh, John, not Cleese, not Wayne. There's a lot of Johns. God, the yeah, the voice of Wilbur. Wilbur, yeah. Um, John Candy. John Candy, thank you. John Candy does a good job, um, and I love uh, not Bianca Bernard. Bernard, I love Bernard's Poor Bernard. like. I love his just eventual like. You know what? I'm done being the scaredy <laughs> like uh, milk toast dude, and and he and he his character progression is natural. It's still Toy Story. It's Rescuers Down Under. It's Toy Story. It's Rescuers it Down is. Under. Toy Story is a marvel. It is a animation feat. The story is well done, if not still kind of problematic. I have forgotten how much of an asshole Woody is. Yes, absolutely. Like, I don't so think I So him at like the it. end is a great contrast to him at the beginning. I don't know. I, I know it's all very important to everything i get I that will, i will not back down i'm not on backing down on mine either Re for, rescuers for rescuers down, down under, under you bet you bet your sweet dippy i am I'm i did not think this, this. Is, i did not think this was gonna go this way i actually kind of regret using my uh my veto <laughs> not gonna lie all right so your heads i am tails uh rescuers down under heads toy story uh tails hey google flip a coin Yes! Yes! 
Moana may have died, but Rescuers Down Under will live again, and it is going to go to the next round. We, I can already tell that is going to happen. <laughs> I don't know. I may fight you on that one. But uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, we're unsure how many parts this is going to be, so we are... Uh, but we didn't want to put you through three hours in one go, so... Yeah. Uh, I think it's going to be kind of fun, actually. We'll consider this the first week of games, and we will update the chart with the new wins as determined by us here in the recording. And then when we come back two weeks from then, we'll have another episode This going might be through. something where we may even need to do it weekly so I, we can get it through. I agree. I'd love to do it weekly. we got to record to do it weekly, but I'd love to yeah. do it. <laughs> I think we could do that. So, uh, But thank you all so much for listening. Uh, be sure to check out all of our links. And um, be sure to check out Tomorrow's Comics Today, our other show that we are doing uh, on Nirvana Comics in Knoxville. Um, we do it every Tuesday from 7 to 8, where we do some... 7 to question mark? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Uh, where we talk about the latest number one, some really cool variant deals, and any Nirvana news. So if you're local, it's it's a good thing to uh, pay attention to. And uh, be sure to mark up your uh, charts and post them below ours. We'd yeah. love to see how hard you got angry at us for our choices. <laughs> yes, we, we want to see these. So if you did it and you're like, I don't know if they, we want oh, yeah. to see it. I'd love to. Yeah, I did. A, we, there was a, When we were still listening to 94Z, when that was still a thing, uh, they did a, a similar kind of bracket, but with like specific characters. Uh, and I went through and I did my own thing uh, with it. And it was actually, it was a lot of fun and kind of difficult at times. So uh, this was difficult. A lot of these were difficult guys. Yeah. W one character kind of made it through to the final four and I was surprised. So, <laughs> but it was like, it just, it just happened that way. Lucky and there's, the there's one in here that like makes it to the final four. And I'm like, I'm a little surprised, but I'm okay. I'm going to adjust my chart now because there are several on here that I did not pick that Aaron has convinced me on or flipped a coin on. So we'll what, see how it goes. Yeah, what we should do is like make like a second layer or something like that so we can keep that layer because both of us are using Procreate. Honestly, there's something funny about uh, – yeah, the layers exactly. There's something funny about this. Now looking at what's going to come down, I'm changing answers left and right because some things that were really strong for me now that they're doing the movie that you've picked, like, well, no, it's going to lose to this other one. Absolutely, where I thought they were sure winners beforehand. So who knows? It's going to still be pretty interesting as we go down through it yeah we'll have to we'll have to take a look but thank you guys so much for listening uh have a great march stay safe out there and as always she's been elizabeth he's been aaron and, and we're, we're married, married to the idea, idea.